0: Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And Gary, I guess if you're an Iowa fan, you're thinking, boy, they got beat by BYU. Uh, We're ready for them. Then again, you can also think maybe BYU woke the sleeping giant. I I don't know how you would be looking at this game otherwise, you know?
1: Uh, Well, I agree with you, Bill. Uh, I think, uh, you know, win win or lose, obviously, we we know BYU's history. They've always been a pretty good football program. Uh, LaBelle Edwards, uh, all the great quarterbacks. uh, now, I'm not saying this BYU team uh, comes, you know, equals that uh, that era, but uh, obviously they they were a lot better from when the Badgers put a thumping on them a year ago out in the mountains, and and uh, I, I think the big picture is Wisconsin won 41 straight non-conference games. They've won 15 straight regular season Big Ten games. I mean, that is really hard to do, and 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 I'm guessing like Iowa fans, if that would have been Iowa. Uh, there were some Wisconsin fans that probably thought they should cancel the rest of the season and just wring their hands out for the rest of the fall.
0: Yeah.
1: That's why you get 12 Saturdays, uh, and and that's what both coaches said this week. Uh, uh, you know, every Saturday brings another chance, another opportunity. And, of course, uh, Bill, I don't know, maybe it was a trap game, but there's something special about Big Ten football, as you know. Yep. Uh, living in the Midwest, and especially the upper Midwest, the oddity is these two are playing right out of the gate, and they're both uh, picked 1-2 uh, to win the West or finish in the West. And, and so, yeah, I, I think you're taking a game that normally is played in November and all the build-up and the goosebumps and putting it at the end of September. But I, I still think we'll have in uh, Camp Randall, or Kinnick. It's always a great atmosphere. And, and, and uh, other than last year, this has been pretty much a one-score game for the last decade. And so I look for that kind of game Saturday.
0: So, I mean, Wisconsin kind of shot itself in the foot. Uh, Hornybrook threw a bad pass, had a couple of bad looks. Uh, It seems like things at times, uh, the run game obviously has been good, but, you know, the offensive line gets benched for a series. Can you really tell what Wisconsin offers right now? Because it has been, I don't want to say dysfunctional, but it it hasn't been what what you thought of Wisconsin coming into this season.
1: What's interesting is uh, we have two teams that can look at the mirror, look in the mirror, and, and pretty much see each other. Uh, Nathan Stanley uh, has struggled. He had the 26 touchdown passes and only six interceptions uh, last year. Now, now he had a good game Saturday, but he had been missing receivers, uh, young guys running the wrong routes, not coming out of their breaks in the face of a blitz. And and in what tape I've been able to see of the Badgers, I, I see a lot of similarities. But the big statistic that jumps off the page at me is that these two teams have committed 42 penalties in the first 3 weeks 24 by Iowa 18 by the Badgers and, and when you when you add negative yardage and it's difficult enough to drive the football against good defenses but when you're when you've got uh, and and certainly pre-snap penalties are even worse you're going to have penalties but two teams that are used to playing clean football it hasn't been that way and I think I think the penalties have been a toxic mix for all the other things we're seeing. Now, the Badgers have still rushed for nine touchdowns. They're averaging six yards a carry. I mean, the, the, the running game is still there. But as you know, it starts with the quarterback, and, and Alex and Nathan both have been a little bit uh, uh, you know, bouncing around here inconsistently in the first three weeks. But, uh, but again, I, I we know their quality. We know they're capable of leading their teams to big victories. Uh, and, and I think we will see the more truer offense now – The Hawkeyes, there's no Akram Wadley, so they're trying to find that next terrific tailback. So advantage Wisconsin there. uh, But Iowa does have Noah Fant, who might be the best tight end in college football uh, at the moment. So I I think on balance, both offensive lines, a lot of moving parts going on. Now, I will tell you I'm perplexed uh, a little bit about Wisconsin's offensive line, but these guys are so good. What do they got, three number one, projected number one draft picks? Yeah. In that line, you know, I I wouldn't really worry too much about the O-line starting this week. I I think they got Paul's message, whatever it was, Sunday morning.
0: I I look at Iowa's defensive line against the Badgers front. Uh, It might be the matchup of two of the best units maybe in the country in Wisconsin. While they could maybe kind of assert themselves a little bit uh, against an Iowa defensive line, which has not been really tested in, in the way the Badgers might this year. But I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to the trenches more so than I am the specialty matchups because I think that's, I've always been a big believer that's where it all begins. I think I was very good depth wise up front.
1: I agree with you. Uh, the difference this year, uh, first off, uh, that is absolutely the key. You've got maybe the best offensive line in college football against certainly one of the top five defensive fronts, and they've proven it. And, and what has happened, there are two things with the Iowa front. A.J. Epinesa, who came in here as a five-star, and Iowa didn't get many of those guys, has really taken off in his true sophomore year. He's putting up incredible numbers. He's really fast for 6'5", 280, uh, whatever he happens to be this week. And, and they'll move him right to left. Uh, they'll, they'll stand him up. Uh, he'll come off the edge. He's not J.J. He's not Watt, don't get me wrong, but, but he is on a plane that, that has superstar written on him. And then you've got Parker Hesse and Anthony Nelson, the senior and junior, who have been really good for two or three years. Uh, So the first component is the defensive ends have really uh, risen their game. It has really flared. Uh, The the other component there is Iowa now has no problem. They learned a valuable lesson a couple years ago when guys got hurt or they just wore down. They need to develop depth uh, in the defensive interior. And they've got four, five, six guys uh, that they rotate in now. And come fourth quarter, a lot of fresh legs, a lot of strong bodies. One of them is – Riley Reeves, younger younger brother Brady, who really played well last week coming off suspension. Sam Brinks is another name I'll throw out there. He's been really good for a couple years now. And so there's no doubt in my mind, whoever wins that particular matchup, uh, O-line, Wisconsin, D-line, Hawkeyes has a huge decided advantage come Saturday night.
0: Yeah, last year it was 66 yards of offense last year for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and they were giving up sacks, four of them as a matter of fact, and there was so much pressure uh, this year, do you think just in, in, like you had mentioned, with depth, with a year of seasoning, uh, a few changes, do you think that that offense is, is, and now remember, I mean, I obviously Wisconsin brings a lot of youth because they lost seven starters off of that defense. So I th- that probably, to me, might be the dictatorial sign of what this game is going to be. As much as I want to say it's going to be Alex Hornibrook and it's going to be Jonathan Taylor in the run game and whether or not Iowa can shut them down, to me, it's can Iowa put points on the board and get Hornybrook reeling into a mistake.
1: There's no question that that game last year was an absolute domination by the Wisconsin defense and uh, Nathan Stanley going back to his home state for the first time and uh, you know Josh Jackson was the best offensive player on the field for Iowa that day with two pick sixes and and they remember that game. I I'm I'm guessing that tape was put up a couple times this week but You know, credit Wisconsin and shame on you. You got to get better. Uh, You know, the offensive line for Iowa is an interesting mixture right now. They lost uh, four guys off that offensive line that were starters a year ago. Now, Ike Botker, who's on an NFL roster, and uh, Boone Myers, who would have started, two seniors were both injured for the Wisconsin game. They're gone, along with James Daniels, who was uh, left a year early and went to the Bears as a second-round pick, and Sean Welsh was all Big Ten. They're all gone. Uh, for one reason or another, and uh, now the, the bottom line is their replacements are, are awfully good. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin are kind of the same philosophically when it comes to building offensive lines, uh, but the two tackles are really, really talented. Now they're young, Lark Jackson and uh, Tristan Wurst on the edge, and, and they got schooled pretty good up in Madison last year as first-year players, so, so I think they'll be ready to play. Uh, Interior-wise, they're all veterans. Uh, solid guard to guard. Uh, I'm not sure this offensive line right now is as good as last year's offensive line. So that does not bode well for the Hawkeyes. But to your point, uh, the Badgers, even though they're really strong up the middle, I feel with uh, the two inside linebackers and Segapolo and obviously Dakota Dixon, uh, Iowa could have some issues there. And plus they're playing new running backs. So I think the onus is on Stanley and uh, those quality tight ends to at least Hold that defense at bay until they get settled in. You know, two three series into the game.
0: Got to ask you a, a quick question because I was kind of going through some of the, the 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 game stuff from last week and the week prior. Has Iowa Western? And I was reading some of the stuff uh, in, in the Iowa you know, the, the coverage. But is Iowa Western starting to become kind of a, a proving ground for some of these kids that uh, want to play Big Ten football and go to big-time football? They go over to the D1, or they go over to Iowa Western before they produce in D1. I mean, you've got Easley and Sargent and a couple other people that have actually been pretty solid players for Iowa.
1: They have, uh, and that's a great point, Bill. But I will tell you, Iowa Western, out uh, its near Council Bluffs, Omaha, has won a, a fistful of national championships in the last decade. Great coaching. Great prep for these kids. Uh, Davion Nixon, who's a Wisconsin kid, who will be playing in the trenches uh, defensive tackle next year mm-hmm. uh, at Iowa, just transferred over from uh, Iowa Western. Now, he's a kid that Iowa signed out of high school and then uh, academically couldn't cut it at least his freshman year. Now he's now he's doing fine, and he's taking his redshirt year. But Iowa Western has been a quality program for a number of years. In fact, uh, they're about as close to Manhattan, Kansas, as they are to Iowa City. And Bill Snyder has been living off uh, players from Iowa. Western mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota has gotten a few. I think maybe Nebraska has gotten a couple. They've kind of gone south and west. Well, Iowa and Iowa State have figured out, hey, th- these guys can play. Right. And so the Hawkeyes have been very fortunate getting uh, Mackay Sargent, who you'll see a lot of on Saturday night. Yep. What's good about him is he's got three years of eligibility, and he's a good pass catcher. And and Nathan will use those backs on Saturday night to kind of ward off the pressure from uh, uh, the Wisconsin front and those linebackers. And the the other thing that uh, you know you mentioned about Iowa moving the ball, the Hawkeyes have had difficulty with three fours. Iowa State played a lot of three four a couple weeks ago, and that was a thirteen to three game. Uh, it, it just seems to take the Hawkeyes a little longer to figure out to pick and probe uh, against three fours, and And uh, they've had success, but on balance, they've struggled against 3-4 defenses. So I'm going to be real curious to see what uh, Jim Leonard and the Badgers uh, do on Saturday night early on.
0: Should be an exciting one. We certainly appreciate it, Gary. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. I appreciate it, okay?
1: Anytime, Bill. Appreciate it,
0: pal. There you go. Gary Ray, or I should say, uh, excuse me, Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Highline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years. They begin to get done. Call them 844 Pride or go to schneiderjobs.com.